Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Friday. And now from the Bob and Cherry Studios on this fabulous Friday, it's Bob and Cherry. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Bob and Cherry Show. It's a great big warm hug of broadcasting just for you, ladies and gentlemen, and we're, uh, we're all here. We're all here. That's right. I tell you what, it's uh, it's crazy out there, isn't it? I mean, does the world not just seem crazier and crazier? I do. I yeah, do. I mean, you, got, you got Putin going nuts, you know, Congress, they, they hate each other. You got the, you got the darn bub- bubonic plague back in the United States in Oregon, the bubonic plague? Yeah. What is going on? You know what we need? We need 10 small phrases that'll recenter our life when it gets crazy. And I have them for you. This is a good way to start out the day. All right. Just Thank 10 you. phrases. You, you, something goes nuts. Like my wife has, has a toothache right now. It's the first toothache she's ever had in her life. It's all she can talk about. Her life is going crazy. She's never had a cavity. She doesn't know what it is. So you gotta, you gotta have a little small phrase you can reach for. And just use or say to your loved one. Here we go. Here's number one. First things first. Now, with a toothache, that doesn't work so much. But, um, you no. know, just say to yourself, oh, this is, I, I got to do this. But first things first. Let's, let's, you know, whatever is right in front of us. How important is it, really? When you, when you think about it, how important is it whether or not you show up for some meeting that is, is unnecessary? Feelings are not facts. That's one that I really struggle with, Sherry, and I have I for so many years. I know you do. Yes, that person could be a complete idiot, but maybe they're a nice person. But you feel that they're a murderous, empty soul that's out to slow down the Bob and Sherry show. Feelings aren't facts. Halt. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Now, that's a very good one, because sometimes, you know, we just feel awful. And you just have to say, I need a cheeseburger. That's all it comes down to. Or I need to lie down for a while. Now, this is my favorite. My ego is not my amigo. <laughs> oh, God, oh, please. Please, like hang that? on, hang on. Tony, because like I know that? Tony's listening right now. Tony, yeah. I've got a new item. With Bob's face on it for the Bob and Sherry store. Say it again, Bob. <clears throat> my ego is not my amigo. 
Enjoy, so enjoy bad. people. Please enjoy it. A bad moment doesn't mean I have a bad life. And that's very true. That's very, very true. true. Wait, why am I talking or texting? What good is this going to do if oh, I say something? So wise. Yeah, that is. And you, you know how you can remember this one? It works for me. I, I, I still can't keep my mouth shut sometimes when I see that uh, I'm being disrespected or there's injustice, but I'm, I'm getting better at it. Silent Cal, Calvin Coolidge, the Republican president from Massachusetts. They, did, they called him Silent Cal because he did not say much. And his famous quote was, I never regretted anything I didn't say. Why that, am that's I that's not, not ever gonna? That's not true. That's not true, though. And no, because you you would regret it. Oh no, you all your. Th- I should have said. I should have said. You spend your whole life going. I should have said. I should have said. Yeah. Now stick work. to your ego is not your amigo. Yeah, the, the Calvin Coolidge thing is not. You're a radio yeah. guy. The Calvin Coolidge thing is not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Uh, number eight is it's not personal. I struggle with that one too because for me. Everything is personal, pretty much. I love your honesty today. Oh, my goodness. What a TGIF. This is Well, my ego is not my amigo. That's why you're 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 getting the honest. You you are pegging the self-awareness meter. You're just pegging it. You're you're all, you know, being sarcastic. Don't think I don't see through that thin veil. No, no. Look at you taking a compliment personally in the wrong way. I thought your ego yeah. wasn't your amigo. Come on. Oh, yeah. A bad moment doesn't mean I have a bad life. You're right. <laughs> uh, number nine. Right size instead of supersizing the problem. Don't take the problem. You say, that's a problem over oh, there. Oh, my God. But I'm not going to make it a, like a giant problem. <laughs> wow. I'm going to faint. I, I'm going to faint if this continues for much longer. This is wild. And finally, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I struggle with that one also. I've struggled with quite a few of these. <laughs> I, got, I need a copay I I never from brought you. them up. Yeah. This was a, you moved forward in this session. Yeah. I'm really, Thank you. really oh, yeah. impressed Thank you. with Thank your you. hard work. All right. Growth. We have uh, more ends in the news right around the corner and much more. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. The population of macaw monkeys has exploded since the Monkey Buffet Festival was introduced in 1989 in Lop Thailand. Now, before we get started, take the time to nominate a teacher to win a vacation from Visit Florida at bobandsherry.com. They'll enjoy a three-night stay for two at Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. <clears throat> they, they, they set up a buffet for monkeys to come in, and the buffet is full of all of these sweet snacks. And so the sugary drinks and the snacks, they make the monkeys more hypersexual and prone to aggressive behavior. And so now, and the reason they did this is because tourism, it was really cool for people to watch the monkeys just start acting crazy. And in 1989, when this started happening, it started bringing tourists in because you go in and they run, they come out of the mountains and they get on the buffet and they eat all these sugary snacks. 
and they're just cutting up, going nuts. And hey. so this was a real hot. Hey, does this not suddenly make the success of the Baja Blast at Taco Bell make sense? That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they 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 mean to get the monkeys all worked up, is what? Yeah, you're yeah. They named it. They named it the annual Monkey Buffet Festival. And they would have people come in to watch the monkeys get all crazy and gorge themselves full on all this fruit and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, it was supposed yeah. to boost the economy. And it really did. But the problem is when they do this whole monkey thing, all the food, it, it, gets, it makes them hypersexual. And so the next thing you know, they are breeding even more. Okay. So they realized they had to put a stop to it. When the COVID-19 thing came out, they said, well, we can't have people coming here. So they put a stop to it. Well, the monkeys didn't want to stop. So what they did, since they wasn't getting their normal buffet, they started attacking locals. And then the locals would give them junk food to keep them away. But that backfired because it made them even more violent. They were stealing from cars. I mean, they were doing all this stuff. But the productivity just kept increasing, increasing, increasing. And they had... 3,500 monkeys descending on the city. And they've already boarded up all the shops. Uh, human, there's no humans left. They all had to leave. Uh, those those that have stayed, they have to barricade their house. One local woman says, we live in a cage, but the monkeys, they run free outside. They have no-go zones throughout the city where monkey gangs have been spotted fighting each other for supremacy. The monkeys are hungrier. It's like a drug cartel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It said they say the monkeys are hungrier and more aggressive than ever before. So now Thailand's Department of National Parks have launched a sterilization program to try to get control of the population of the monkeys. So what was a great idea in 1989 to bring tourists in has ruined the whole area because you know, they've though, trained still the monkeys like this. Living living in a house in that monkey infested area and trying to sell it was still easier than my trying to get rid of that condo after oh, the yeah. divorce. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I oh, swear. There's no, yeah. there's no question about that. Uh, yeah. I, I wow. Just, what, you well, know what this crazy. reminds me of? There, I forget what the product was, butter or something. Um, like when, when we were little, little kids, there was this lady in like a blue dress and she would say, it's not nice to mess with Mother Nature. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's true. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, that's right. What, what did we think would happen when we I had know. something called the Monkey Buffet Festival? <laughs> 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 it's all sorts of issues. You're right. You're Can you exactly imagine right. 3,500 monkeys? 3,500 in your yeah, in a small town. Yeah, oh. right. That's right. I would pay, but, though, you know. if, if I was visiting Thailand and I heard about that. I know my wife. My wife would be the first person to buy a ticket to see the monkeys eating at the monkey buffet. Bob, PM Magazine. Oh, my God. What a showstopper. <laughs> yeah. Let's hey, do the Maura. opening. Hey, Maura. What do you, who do you think this is? It's Mr. Buzzy. That's right. He's only one of 3,500 animals that we're going to watch all monkeys getting high on sugar tonight on PM Magazine. Oh, that, and you would have gotten a free trip to Thailand? What, I know. What an opportunity fantastic. missed, right? 
Dang. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Um, good luck to the beleaguered residents of Monkey Buffet Town. We got more hunts in the news for you coming up next. And the People's Movie Critic, happy Friday. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the news is sponsored by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. Get these morons off the air. With morons in the news. So there's a 24-year-old guy in the Washington, D.C. area named Kamye Williams. And he was just arrested because... He was hiding outside of the back of a Walgreens drugstore. And when the door opened, he pushed the guy in, said, I got a gun. I'm robbing the place. And he robbed the place and then he ran away. This is like uh, eight o'clock at night. So you hear about this sort of thing all the time, right? Well, what makes this unusual is not only did he just do that a couple of days ago, He also robbed the same Walgreens on July 18th, on August 2nd, on September 2nd, on November 10th, on December 4th, and on January the 9th. That's like seven. They finally got him after seven. It was his job. And he went to the same place every time. So you say to yourself, how could this be happening? How could it be happening? It was happening because the manager let him in. The manager gave him a heads up. It's always around 8 or 9 o'clock at night uh, that there was money in the safe. And the manager would tell him privately on the phone, we're going to open the door at this time. And the thing that blows my mind is there's probably a police report on every one of these things. Would you not have a... Whatever happened to stakeouts? Would you not have a stakeout after seven times with the same drugstore getting hit? So it's an inside job, totally. Inside yeah. job, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Wow. I mean, if you're what willing if, to go to the same yeah. Walgreens that often, get on, get on the staff. There's benefits, probably. Yeah, like, get a shot. Just work there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, get an injection, Lamar. You know, this is a new one on everybody. Maggots on a plane. An hour into a Delta flight from Amsterdam to Detroit, the plane had to turn around after maggots reportedly fell from an overhead cabin onto the economy passengers. Delta flight DL-133 returned to Chipotle after a suitcase containing rotten fish in the overhead bin broke open and maggots began to fall on the unsuspecting passengers. Why was there rotten fish know? in the overhead bin? Why? 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 Because once the plane landed, passengers exited. The cabin was cleaned. The suitcase of Bob was put in a bag and it was burned. Delta staff identified the owner of the rotting suitcase and detained him on the plane after all the other passengers disembarked. Those inconvenienced were given eight thousand air miles hotel room compensation and a $30 meal ticket if they were delayed overnight from continuing their travels. It is unclear if the suitcase owner was fined or anything happened. A Reddit thread had some people on there that uh, was on the plane. One person said, my family and I were in the road directly in front of the maggots. Uh, The lady right behind us told the flight attendants the maggots was falling on her head. I turned around and they were wiggling around on the seat. The passenger said they heard the fish was wrapped in newspaper, like that saved anything. Delta said in a statement, we apologize to the customers of Flight 133 as their trip was interrupted due to improperly packed carry-on bag. The aircraft returned to the gate. Passengers were placed on the next available flight. 
the aircraft was removed from service for cleaning. That's a new one right there. Maggots on a plane. Um, I don't understand. The last time I flew home from Vegas, they took me out of the line and swabbed my phone as an explosive. But you sent a suitcase full of dead, rotting fish wrapped in newspaper and nobody raised an eyebrow? Let me make make two points. Number one, you knew it was going to happen in economy. And not first. Class. Oh yes! Oh yes! And yeah. and number two, the thirty dollar food coupon—that's good for one slice of pizza at the airport. <laughs> you know, thanks a million for that. But you got them eight thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sherry. Oh my gosh! Um, we're gonna call it right there. We've got the People's Movie Critic coming up with Lover, Stalker, Killer. You know, sometimes a movie or a TV show gets a name, and you're like, "What does that mean?" Let me tell you about lover, stalker, killer. Everything you need to know is in the title. Plus, comedian Fume Abe. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. So we have a 38-year-old guy named Calvin Batista who crossed into northern New York from Canada with three Burmese pythons hidden in his pants. Um, Whoa! That's a lot of, that's a, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a Burmese python. That's a big snake. That's My man here had pants. three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did he do it? Well, they mm-hmm. were young adult snakes in case you're wondering like, well, maybe they were, maybe they were baby snakes. No, sir. No, they were adult snakes. He had um, the snakes tucked into each of them tucked into a separate bag and then stuffed down his pants and each bag mm. was tied to the drawstring. Of like his mm-hmm. sweatpants, um, mm-hmm. he bought the snakes at a reptile store in Canada, and decided to bring them home. But you know, you're not allowed to just bring Burmese no. pythons into the U.S. You because there are a lot of federal regulations. They're an invasive species in Florida where they're threatening native animals, and the Burmese python is one of the world's largest snakes. And my man here. Had three of them in his pants and was traveling by bus. I want to say directly to Calvin, sir, you are clearly capable of enduring so much discomfort and suffering. There are so many career paths open to you with your ability to withstand not just riding on the hound from Montreal to New York, but doing so with three adult Burmese pythons crawling around in your britches. I feel like... I feel like you could choose a different path and be far more successful. Were they sedated? Do we know if they no. if they had tape around their mouth or something no. like that? I mean, no, there's no everything that is known about the snakes in his pants. I just told you they were each tucked into a separate bag, which is good because otherwise they could crawl right down his leg and onto the bus. So I have to give him credit for using his Safety noggin. First. Yeah, Safety using first. his. He's in his head with that. So there you go. Caught at the border, the northern border, for all of you that are concerned. Yeah. With, with pythons in his pants. This is Bob and Sherry. The People's Movie Critic Review on Bob and Sherry is sponsored by Tide. Washing your clothes with Tide on cold cleans great and provides savings for your wallet and the environment. Oh, it is time now for the People's Movie Critic. And let me tell you something. Well, he's not going to be able to tell you much of anything about Lover, Stalker, Killer on Netflix. Don't 
Don't miss this one. Hit it, Lamar. Netflix has become the go-to when it comes to documentaries, especially about murder and stalking and crime stuff. And if you have not watched American Nightmare on Netflix yet, stop reading or listening to this review right now. (laughs) Go straight to your TV and pull it up. Binge watch all three episodes. And once you've done that, come on back and finish this review. Because those of you who have already watched it know exactly what I'm talking about. American Nightmare would be a great fictional movie, but it is actually an insane true story. And I would have said, as a true crime documentary, it doesn't get any better than Lover Stalker Killer said, Hold my beer. Come on in. (laughs) The documentary starts with a 911 call of a female voice saying, I've been shot. Then we meet Dave Krupa, who actually appears as himself in the documentary. He comes across as a nice, no-nonsense guy who found himself single at 35 and wanted to get back out there into the dating world in Omaha, Nebraska in 2012. So he hopped on a dating site called Plenty of Fish. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. But he, he hopped on there, and he matched with Shana Elizabeth Gallier, who went by Liz. They both were single with children. They shared some common interests. Neither one of them was looking for a serious long-term relationship. This was perfect for Dave. So they were going out. They're having fun, hitting the bars, and just, just having a great time. And it stayed very light, not serious. So a few months passed by, and Carrie Farver, a lady, brought her car into Dave's auto repair shop. He's a a mechanic. Dave found her to be very attractive. And later on, as he was going through the dating site, he saw her profile. So he clicked on it and he said, I know you. She wrote back, I know you too. Turns out they had a lot in common, including not wanting to get serious, just having fun. So one night while Carrie was visiting Dave, Liz shows up to get something she'd left at his apartment. This, of course, was very awkward for all parties involved, and Liz and Carrie didn't interact. They just barely made eye contact with each other. The next day, Dave gets a text from Carrie saying, we need to move in together. And Dave responds, well, we've talked about that, and he reminds Carrie that they had agreed to keep it casual. Carrie flipped. She started texting him horrible messages, telling him he that she was going to ruin his life and all kinds of other threats. And then he would get texts about what he was doing and, and where he was at. He had pictures of him doing it. So she was continually stalking him. So she starts doing the same thing to Liz and to Dave's ex-wife and kids. Nobody could get any peace. And then it really gets crazy. And I wish I could tell you more but you will thank me for not doing so. The movie is one hour, 30 minutes of tense, mind-blowing drama. It's got a little bit of language in it. This is not happening in New York or L.A. This is a very small town in America with a small police department and the amazing efforts of two investigators and a part-time volunteer IT guy to solve this will blow your mind. After watching American Nightmare and this I don't think there'll be any other murderous documentaries to top these. 
Prove me wrong, Netflix. Prove me wrong. Oh, yeah. Take the challenge. Do not miss this. My score on this is five ice cold buds. I'm telling you, if you love murder, if you love stalking, and if you love crime, you got to watch this. <laughs> if if you want to see three law enforcement officers that, that are like straight out of a Hollywood movie franchise yes. who take on what seems to be a neglected and impossible case and solve it like a trio of boss dogs, I could not... I, I don't think I blinked for the last 30 minutes no. of Love or Stalker no. Killer, no. Lamar. Awesome. My awesome. eyes were bumped awesome. right out of my head. It is. Yeah. If you thought American Nightmare was a lot, you, and it was. It, it was. was. It was good. This is more. Yeah. This is more. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now I do. Um. I do. I made a little note to myself. If you love stalking and killing and murder, and I think yeah. a lot of people do. I do. Um. <laughs> We may want to massage that one just a little bit. What do you think, Bob? Just tweet that. Where, where did America go from loving those 50s musicals to loving <laughs> stalking and murder? Hey, honest to God, stalking murder has replaced that genre and hey, others. Yeah. Hey, hey, Sherry, hey, have you looked? Have I, you seen the news? You're that surprised? Go ahead, Max. I, I love the no. stalking, unless I'm the stalky, and then it's not nearly as much fun as you might think. No, no. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I will say, I will say that your blood runs cold at the mad <laughs> digital skills of almost yes. everyone involved in Lover, Stalker, oh, Killer. God. Oh, my if, God. If you're someone who writes your passwords down on a post-it note, you ain't ready for this world. You are not <laughs> strong enough for this world. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. Oh, awesome. All right. Awesome. We'll get the People's Movie Critics Review posted up. We have comedian Fumiabe coming up. We're going to give you something that's free and easy, and you should be doing it a lot more because it's going to change your life for the better. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is restocked with the book Cooking with Cats. Sherry Lynch's cookbook with great recipes and pictures, of course, of lots of cats. He's a man's man. And now available, the book of Bob. That makes me so happy. Sherry has written down Bob's proclamations and witticisms over the years. Really? <laughs> and now in book form. I'm fabulous. But it's not available any place but at the Bob and Sherry store. I am sorry for living. At BobandSherry.com. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Listen, instead of getting into a relationship and scrambling to make those Valentine's Day reservations way too late, just go to BobandSherry.com and enter to win a me party box with the Scone Goddess Scones, a main Needham sampler box, and more. Today is Mary's oh, birthday. Yay. I am I am so excited. I am I'm just oh, I'm just so excited. Uh first of all, it's it's great to have her and celebrate. And I got I got a really nice gift, a couple of them, as a matter of fact. And uh, I'm also excited because it is the end of celebration season at my house. Celebration season started like in Thanksgiving, and it just continues and continues. Everything in my life, except for my own birthday, is, is focused right around Christmas to now. It's Christmas, the Christmas parties, the uh, uh, New Year's stuff that's going on. The kids coming and visiting, going to see the kids. Then it's Valentine's Day. 
And then two days after Valentine's Day, it's her birthday. From, from this point on, I am home free with any kind of celebrations until the end of the year. And I am so oh. relieved. I am so relieved. <laughs> it's so, it's just, if they could be spread out, it would be great. But they're not. They're all concentrated together. And the other thing is, I said to her, what would you like to me to get you for your birthday? And I don't know. She was in a bad mood or something. She said, you know what I like? You know what I like? I like this. I like kind of skincare. For heaven's sakes, you know what I like? We, I want to have a, a shampooer for the rugs. Uh, my own shampooer for the rugs. I'm, I, I, I'd like to have that. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I want to get something that you like. And so it's been in my closet for about two weeks. I got her a Hoover shampooer for the rugs. I have never given a woman anything that utilitarian before. So I'm a little that's a concerned. lie. You gave a woman a toaster once. Okay. That's oh, yeah, but it was a fancy one from Great Britain. It was oh, a fancy well, then, one. then all bets are off. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let me put it let me put a strap on it and wear it to work. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I apologize. So I'm going to give it to her later on. I have another gift, too. It's some skincare stuff. I had to cover myself. Uh, and I got some some really beautiful bamboo spatulas that I uh, found on a website in New England. But the main gift is that shampoo. And I, uh, I just don't know how I feel about it. And her daughter is here, too. <laughs> so she's going to see me give her mother shampoo. What do you think? Way to set the template for what Madison should mm. expect, you know? Because I think that's what Mary wants, right? The rug shampoo. I mean, she may not have wanted yeah, it for her birthday, does. but didn't she tell you Wasn't she wanted cheap. a rug shampoo? Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. Sounds yeah. like you got a name but brand, too. Which is yeah, I did. I'd expect a nothing less from you. cheap either, but. No, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Don't give her any ideas, okay? Don't give her any I'm ideas. Just, I don't so you know how sometimes women will say something and then you know mm -hmm. you go ahead and do it and they go oh oh it's the shampooer oh thank you and you know you know from the tone that you've screwed up i do have a couple of backups but one of them is that collection of spatulas you know mm. back in the kitchen <laughs> with you mm. so i don't know how mm. wait 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 though. You you came up with the notion that your backup gift to a rug shampoo should be spatulas. What is happening to you? What, 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 were, they out out were they out of mops? Were they out of mops and brooms? I mean, what? <laughs> These spatulas—they're called the Marrakesh spatulas. They're they're really beautiful, beautiful bamboo, you know, and they have these this uh, these colorful. Um, painting on them you know they're they're very can I ask you a question how Bob, can, Bob. is there any way the rest of us can get on this bougie mailing list so that because i've never even heard of a bamboo marrakesh spatula and i cook like how do you find these things how do you find the bougiest version of whatever the thing is i admire that you're like a legend well i mean things pop up you know on on my my feed and hey you Bob. Get certain, yes yes Lamar. hi bob the first name is Marrakesh, but that last name is Spatula. I'm sorry, the last yeah. name is yeah. Spatula. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got that face, I got that uh, cosmetic face stuff. 
Okay, so the, a carpet uh, cleaner, a carpet cleaner, a spatula, and an anti-aging product. Cannot wait to hear how this birthday goes. You mm, landed it. Why did you put it that way? You landed it. Uh, what? No treadmill? <laughs> Everyone needs a laugh with Fumiabe next. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone needs a laugh is sponsored by Nissan. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Fumi Abe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's good to be here. My name is Fumi. I speak Japanese, but I grew up in America. So the Japanese that I speak, I mainly learned it through textbooks. So what that means is my Japanese, it's not bad, but it's very formal. And I realized the other day, it is so formal that even when I'm on a date with a Japanese girl and I'm trying to hook up, I just sound like I'm trying to get her to sign the Treaty of Versailles. <laughs> like I was out with this girl recently, we we're dancing at the club, and she says to me in a very sexy way, do you like the way that feels? And what I wanted to say is, yes, it feels amazing. But what came out of my mouth was, I derive many pleasures. <laughs> she was like, okay, I guess the war is over. I don't know, I don't know what that means. I started comedy when I was 24 years old, and I remember when I first started, my parents were very concerned. So I'll never forget this. I remember they sat me down and they had a little talk with me. They were like, hey, Fumi, listen, we think you're making a huge mistake, all right? First of all, uh, you're not even the funniest person in the family, okay? Uh, grandma, way funnier, okay? Second of all, there is no money in comedy. How are you going to pay for stuff in New York? It's very expensive. We think you're going to look back 10 years from now and say to yourself, where did my career go wrong? And I took that really personally. But then I moved to New York, and I started making friends who are my age, who are musicians, comedians, artists who are so rich. And I realized they're not rich because they're famous or successful. They're rich because their parents are rich. Right? <laughs> and their parents pay for everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you guys know people like that, right? Right? Yeah, you know those people who, like, go get massages without using a Groupon? You know what I'm talking about? These heathens. And I started making so many friends like this that one day I just had this thought. I was like, dude, if I meet one more person like that, I'm going to have to sit my parents down and have a little talk with them about where their careers went wrong. Because they're looking at me like, why are you so poor? I'm like, I'm poor because you're poor. That is why I'm poor, okay? Why don't you go to law school, okay? You go. Why don't you go? You know. One thing about having immigrant parents is that they don't know a lot about money. So they never taught me how to build wealth. So now, as an adult, whenever I get money, I don't know how to invest. I don't know how to spend it. I don't know how to be rich with it. And it's kind of embarrassing. Like recently, I did this corporate show with my two comedian friends. We made a lot of money. We're talking about how we spent this money. And I found out one of my friends put a down payment on a Tesla. The other guy bought two Rolex watches. And they looked at me and they're like, Fumi, how did you spend that money? And I was thinking about it. And I'm not making this up. The only thing I started doing with that money is uh, I just started buying like the nicer rice at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. You know that premium one that's like $10 more than the one you typically buy? Isn't that sad? Like... Literally, my comedian friends are prancing around their Gucci loafers, and I'm just eating a rice ball at lunch, being like, notice anything different? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I think about money a lot because I'm a millennial, and I feel like our whole thing is that we work very hard, but we don't have a ton of money in the bank account because the economy keeps messing with us, right? Like, let me ask you something. Clap if you're a millennial. Clap if you're a millennial. Okay. Now, clap if you're a millennial and you own a house. Okay. Those are all tourists. Those are all tourists. Okay? They're all from Ohio. We know that. We know that. And you know, what, you know how I know that? Because every time I do this joke in New York or LA, people just start crying immediately. And the show is over. But, but that makes me sad that only like three people own. That makes me so sad because I know you guys all work really hard. And I feel that silence that just happened, I feel like that's the reason why today, you know how every young person today is trying out like a polyamorous, ethically non-monogamous, open relationship or whatever. I don't even think we're having a sexual awakening. I think we just realize as a generation that we need a few more guys to go in on a down payment on a house. <laughs> right? Like, we are not horny, okay? It's just that me and my girl, we don't make enough, so... <laughs> so we have to add a white guy who loves anime. You, know what I'm you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. I've been Fumiyabe. Let a truth there. <laughs> We'll get that set posted at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab, look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And if you missed the People's Movie Critic a little bit ago, his review is posted up there, too. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I think people who have listened to the Bob and Sherry show for many years probably say that Bob and Sherry are really bitter people because they have never won the Marconi Award and been nominated, how many times, Sherry? Like 12 times yeah, for the best really radio sad. show in the country. We, we've been nominated, and then we never win, and so we're bitter. But I have found one man who's even more bitter than Bob and Sherry, and his name is Richard Plowd. And he has spent the last eight years painstakingly piecing together 706,900 oh. matchsticks to make a 23.6 foot model of the world famous Eiffel Tower. I'm looking at a picture of it and it's beautiful. Well, people at the Guinness Book found out that he got tired of just going to the supermarket and buying matches and then cutting the heads off so he could, you know piece them piece by piece. You can't have a head on, evidently, because it could go up in flames. Instead, he contacted a matchbook company, and he said, can you sell me the matchsticks, but without the heads? And they said, sure. This is what it'll cost. And so, about a third of the Eiffel Tower that he built, and once again, I want to tell you, over 700,000 matchbook pieces. Uh, some of them were not commercially available. And so Guinness said, you lose. Nuh-uh. You will not Nuh-uh. be the winner by two and a half feet. Eight <laughs> years. Eight years piecing together the Eiffel Tower. And it is magnificent looking. Denied. And then the Frenchman said, the British are very different people. That sounds so Bob and Sherry. It does. It just sounds, you know, we need to get the guy on the show. I mean, there's, we just need to feel somebody who feels more pain than we do and bitterness. So I'm, I'm which, more bitter for him than I am for us. This is so savage. This it's is so terrible. savage. It's, it's horrifying. So 
All he's got now is this great big thing sitting in his living room. Oh, that's just so awful. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. It's talkback time, and you can pick up the phone like they did in the olden days, you know, the 90s, and call us at 844-52-SHERI, or you can download the free Bob and Sherry app in Apple Play and Google, I'm sorry, the Apple Store and Google Play, and with it, you can listen to the show and all the podcasts and enter the contest and text the studio and tap the little microphone in the bottom of the center screen and talk and the app will do the rest. Good morning, Bob and Sherry team. I was just listening to Lamar talk about Girl Scout cookies. And as a leader who is currently roaming the countryside with about 30 cases in the back of her car, I wanted to let you know that it's actually the local Girl Scout councils that set the prices. So while you might encounter some troops selling for $6 a box, There's still some of us out here that are toting $5 a box cookies. Either way, and to back up what Lamar said, all proceeds stay local and benefit the girls in the troop directly. Whether that is discounts to council events for the girls, or money that girls spend on activities, badges, or uniforms during troop time. So thank you for supporting our girls and enabling them to learn and grow with your purchases. Have a wonderful day and a happy cookie season. Bye-bye. I didn't know that. I thought the prices were standard all around the country. I yeah. had no idea that yeah. they were set locally. Here's the yeah, deal. They should right. be they should be $15 a box to keep me off of. I mean, it's ridiculous. I thought you were being generous. You were not being <laughs> well, generous. Well, you were looking listen, after I your weight. How selfish. I, I want him. But here's my whole point. It's like when somebody, when they're selling, uh, somebody's selling Krispy Kreme donuts out in front of like, you know, it's a store and you walk out and yeah. the kid comes up, do you want to buy a box of donuts? I, I, and I say, hey, hey, look, here's the money. Keep the donuts. You know, I, I want yeah. you to have the money. Yeah. But I don't need the donuts. And it freaks them out. They go, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, you can. Trust me. You can. Just, you know, you eat them. I don't care what you do with them. And that's like, how I've cookies, done that. Girl yeah, Scout cookies d- only have two servings in a box. There's only two servings. Because <laughs> when you unwrap true. that cellophane, I'm sorry. It's done. It's done. I, you're eating I'm, every one of those cookies. Don't even pretend you're not. It's two servings. I don't care. I'm almost yeah. afraid to say this for fear of invoking the ancient mag- magic and bringing a storm of thin mints down upon my house. But I was looking for Girl Scout cookies. I haven't found anybody selling them yet. Oh. Like they're usually oh, outside go, the go grocery to the supermarket. store. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, anybody, anybody who can walk past those girls and not give them anything, not buy one no. package at least. No. What a cold heart! It's re- re- if, if you, you have the money, the you Scout, really have to do if, it. If you go on the Girl Scout website and put in your uh, zip code, they will send you a list of exactly what times and what oh, places it's okay. going to be. Oh yeah, they want you to find them. It's no problem. Can, can I just um, can I offer a little bit of advice to the Boy Scouts of America? No, it's not on that subject. Apparently, there's no helping y'all with that. Um, here's what I would like to say to the Boy Scouts of America. Can you sell something that's a little better than the popcorn? Because the Boy Scout popcorn is is so expensive and not. I'm sorry, guys. It's just not good. It's just not good. I would buy. I swear to God, I would buy a rubber shower mat from the Boy Scouts. If I could, rather than I don't that think that's a good why choice. Is the boy, why is the boy? Oh yeah, take that back. 
I don't think that's the way to go. Frozen vegetables, days, so. Boy Scouts of there America, you go. frozen yeah, yeah. Some broccoli. cauliflower mm-hmm. rice, like anything. Yeah. Why? Right. So it's not just me. You also think that the Boy Scout popcorn no. is both overpriced no. and not good. It's the yeah. amount you have to buy because yes. even the smallest amount is a lot. I, we we yeah. had a coworker that had it. I swear that kid was out of graduate school by the time I finished with that popcorn. Oh, it's every so time you gross. open it up, there's more in there than there was the last time you opened it up. It just it just keeps growing. It's just crazy. I don't know. Why don't you all just yell, "Get off my grass"? <laughs> <laughs> We're saving that for you, Bob. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, okay. I want to support those. Go- I want to support yeah. those yes. boys. Yes. One of Karen. Hi, it's Bob uh, and Sherry, oh. <laughs> reminding you to get your Boy Scout bath mat. Oh. <laughs> Listen, anything better than the popcorn. In fact, the bath yes. mat would taste better. Anything oh, is better than the Boy Scout popcorn. No. Just think about it, Boy Scouts of America. Just think about it. Think yeah. about it. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. If you were with us just a couple minutes ago, you know that we got so worked up over trying to get the Boy Scouts <laughs> to sell something as delicious as the Girl Scouts do. Because we want to help. We do, but your popcorn yeah. is expensive and disgusting. And so we had another message, another talkback message that we ran out of time for. And you can uh, call the show at 844-52-SHERI. Or if you have our app, it's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. There's a little tiny cartoon microphone, bottom center of the screen, tap it and talk. The app will do the rest. Um, I got pulled over down in Iowa. And you know how those cops are down there to Minnesota people. Anyways... <laughs> Um, the sheriff had me get out of my car and get in his car. And I was, like, freaking out because I was like, I'm definitely going to get a ticket. Anyways, we talked about the little drug scale he had hanging up on his mirror. Um, I got out of the ticket after talking to him for, like, an hour and being late for work. But, hey, I didn't get anything. Mm. I did not know that the people of, of uh, Minnesota were being oppressed by the cops in Iowa. Do we need to get oh, yeah. the Bob and Sherry I team on this? It, it, it's yeah. like that all over the country. The people in Oregon are oppressed by the people in Washington state. The people in North Carolina, uh, if they go into South Carolina, they're oppressed by the local uh, police. It's, we it's we, all, it's we all welcome Oklahoma and Texas. People. We welcome them. Every, every, every state thinks that the state just um, below – New York is a great example. They think everyone in New Jersey that goes to see a Yankees game is a complete idiot. It's, it's always that way. Um, the thing that got me about that is they talked for an hour. An, an hour. hour. I so, know. So do you they, think wait, he wait, was- wait. They talked for an hour about his drug scale. Did that not jump out at anybody? <laughs> yes. Now she yeah. got out of the ticket, but I'm just like, are you, huh? There's a lot of I mystery think, there. I think, I think that there was something more to this conversation than the drug scale. It's yeah. My creepy I, that radar went off. Too. My creepy, my yeah. creepy you know, radar went off. I know. Maybe it was just a humble and beautiful moment of human connection. You know, maybe it was that. You know, and it wasn't yeah. like clearly doesn't not everything has to be dark and sinister says the woman who's going to watch lover stalker killer again this <laughs> <week>. <laughs> yeah. but don't i'd you- like to think that i mean she didn't she didn't imply that there was no you know, anything he, else he didn't you know, do anything kind of wrong but don't there. you think he had an ulterior motive to sit and talk to somebody for an hour an hour is a long time have I'm, I'm going to say he didn't do anything wrong, but he thought about doing something wrong. No, 
As someone who frequently strikes up conversations with complete strangers, sometimes there's just a vibe and you're like really enjoying talking to that person. Might have been a slow day on the highway patrol, right? And I think that she sounds like a really super interesting person. You know, despite sure. yeah, the fact that she's being you know, oppressed right. by the Iowa you're, you're law right. dogs. I don't think he was up you're, to any I don't think he was up to anything bad. I don't think he was doing up to anything sinister, but I think he was interested in her. So well, what you're saying say see bad, now that makes me sad, I'm, but wait, wait, that makes me sad because the the only reason that that moment of connection happened was because of like some physical sexual attraction. That's a bummer. Okay, I'm sorry. How else do you how do, yeah. how else do you explain the charm of the back of a police car for one hour? And well, there she might have been in woman. the front. She's in the she front. might have been in the, be front in the front seat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. They'll well, put you. They'll put she you wasn't in the front being detained. I've been in the front of a few of them. They'll put you in. Oh, the I front. bet. I've been if, in the back. Yeah. For not lucky. <laughs> There's an odd cast. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The view from the front's a lot better than the one from the back. <laughs> Always in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, that's I mean, your access to your hands when you're in the front seat. Maybe this cop. Maybe this cop, since the cops in Iowa oppress the people of Minnesota, maybe this cop had him a Minnesota woman in the car and was just fascinated by how normal she seemed and could not get enough of how these terrible Minnesota people that the Iowa yeah. cops apparently go after. Maybe he had an epiphany and realized I should not be tormenting people with Minnesota plates. Yeah, maybe my ears will grow and I can fly to Hawaii by myself. <laughs> well, I don't, y'all should be ashamed. Y'all are men. I will remind you that y'all three are men folk. And if, if you have such a low opinion of your own kind, Oh, listen to her blaming us for, for a woman who's probably driving like a maniac from Minnesota. No, I'm blaming you yeah, for you know assuming how the that cop had, that yeah, cop had nefarious intent. What does that say? Ooh, ooh, a little peek behind the curtain of how y'all really think. Observing others. That's all. That's all. Straight ahead. It's free. It's easy. You could be doing a lot more of it and living a lot longer and better. We're going to tell you what that is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by Avatar, The Last Airbender on Netflix, February 22nd. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. I came across something that um, is really awesome and totally fits Love Month. Because this is something that we could all be doing more of and should all be doing more of because it's better for our mental health and our physical health. This one small thing that doesn't cost any money or any real effort um, helps you with your mood and your immune system and your heart rate and um, your uh, mental health. Like your management of stress and depression and everything else. It can even help with pain relief. Are you ready? This one small yes. little thing. Tell me. Tell me. We we all need to hold hands more. And it doesn't have to be like romantic hold hand holding. You could be holding your, you know, your elderly dad's hand, a child's hand. Would it kill you to reach out and squeeze a friend's hand? 
Because whether you think it's like stupid or pointless or whatever, it is really powerful for your brain. This comes to us out of the University of Virginia. So I didn't get this from like tickleme.net, you know, or one of these like goofy websites. This is really legit. Um, so for the human brain, the entire world, every minute of every day is one giant set of problems that we have to solve. And that's exhausting for your poor brain, right? Yeah. And one of the problems that our brains struggle with is being alone. Like we're not, we're, we weren't built to be solitary. And so when we are solitary, it causes all this stress and you may not feel it as stress, right? But it's this low level stress that's like eating away at your well-being and your immune system. Physical touch, just the act of holding someone's hand, your mom's hand, okay? For God's sakes, anybody's hand. Hell, hold the dog's hand if you have to, right? <laughs> All these like chemicals releasing your brain at that touch. Um, serotonin and oxytocin, those are the bonding chemicals, but there are others as well that help you manage your physical and mental health help you with your immune system being stronger and it triggers this big change in brain activity like they have people connected to these scanners the science is so cool and they'll be sitting there all alone you know oh i'm all alone but the simple act of holding hands those highly sensitive nerves at, that are in the palms of your hands they send signals to the vagus nerve which sends signals to your hypothalamus and right there, they watch the brain activity change. Your heart rate lowers, your blood pressure lowers. All these um, chemicals get kicked in, the oxytocin and the serotonin. That holding your hand gives you higher pain tolerance and drops inflammation in your body and reduces cortisol, the stress hormone, oh hormone which is what makes Max's head explode when we don't follow orders. Okay? Oh my gosh. Now, who knew? Who knew, right? This is yeah. one of those things. It's so simple. And yet, we don't do it. One of the things that I love, um, my youngest daughter, who's in college now, she still likes to hold my hand. Like, we'll go somewhere. We'll be, like, we'll be, we'll be out walking through a store or a park or whatever and she'll just reach out and grab my hand and we'll just walk right down the street holding hands and I love it I love it I'll do that when I go visit my mom my mom is not real touchy-feely because on her home planet that's not how the aliens interact it but every once in a while I'll be like I'll be like give me your hand mom let's hold hands as we go visit the crematorium where you want me to take your remains so I'm going to post this up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. And today, you go find somebody, y'all. You go get you somebody. And you give their hand a big old warm squeeze. And you're both going to benefit. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So a couple of days ago, I mentioned that people get married at Disney World and Disneyland. And Disney has come out, of course, with wedding dresses. Well, they just expanded the choices to villainous 
dresses. And one of our listeners wants to join us right now and tell us about it. Hey, Bob and Jerry. Uh, this is Liz from Macon. And today, Bob was talking about uh, Disney putting out their new uh, villain wedding dress line. And he said something along the lines of, you know, how would you feel wearing something like that? Uh, the answer is, to heck with being a princess, I would feel like a freaking queen in that Ursula gown. <laughs> Those dresses are amazing. And for the record, I did look it up and there is a note down at the bottom saying that the dresses come in ivory as well as black. But, oh, that Ursula gown in black. Woo! Woo! Y'all are great. I love watching and listening to your show. Y'all have a good one. Wow. <laughs> She's embracing that whole concept. But it, Told you it's there's a, a market for that. <laughs> there must be. What, as a woman, what? what's the appeal? What's the appeal? Set the tone early, Bob. Make, let, <laughs> let there be no confusion. <laughs> Don't step out of line, I've Mr. That. Prince. Yeah, yeah, I've learned that the hard way. You should make it clear right from the jump where things stand. <laughs> Come here, the my pretty. Thing- I shall have your voice. <laughs> the only thing I haven't seen with those dresses, uh, there are, I think, what were they, five of them and all, something like that. I haven't seen any of the prices. But, you know, it's Disney, so everything is cheap. Super affordable, yeah. And wedding yeah, dresses very. are known to be... Very economically priced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, one of those dresses you could actually reuse somewhere, right? Oh, especially if you get it in black. You think about it, you can wear yeah. it again. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Podcast. So you guys, late in yesterday's show, Max said something that just brought me back this cascade of awesome memories. Um, but also there was like a weird life lesson in there and I'm going to share it if you don't mind. So late, late in the show yesterday, um, we were talking about how Valentine's day candy will now be 70% off. So try not to leave your house. It's so dangerous. And Max was saying that he from childhood loved Whitman's samplers and saw them marked way down after Christmas and was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. I'm doing it. So you were right, Max. Whitman's chocolate samplers, it's not the greatest chocolate on earth. It's not the finest quality, right? But it, it's nostalgic for you because it was what was around your house right. when you were little. So my grandma black hair, when during World War II, when all the men were away at war, um, my grandma black hair was one of those women who got f- pulled into the workforce. She worked for the Whitman's Candy Company in Philadelphia. It's like that really? episode of I Love Lucy. Yeah, she worked on the line at Whitman's. And so lifelong love of the Whitman's sampler was born. So when I was a teenager living with my grandma, we had a schnauzer named Heinz. And this is the difference between like our grandparents and us. Today, we have pets that are so fragile and so delicate. Um, They have dental bills. They have special diets. um, They have skin products, right? But this schnauzer that my grandmother had, he would sit on the couch next to her while she watched her stories, Days of Our Lives in Another World. And she would have the Whitman's chocolate samplers in her lap open and a cigarette going. And she would hit the smoke. She would take a bite of the chocolate. 
and then she would eat one bite and then put the other piece in the dog's mouth. And the no, schnauzer, a, ch- a chocolate to a dog. <laughs> that dog lived. Dogs are that dog lived then. twenty years, Max. That dog was made of titanium. I don't even know what. But that dog, the secondhand smoke and the Whitman's chocolates. And I said to her, because, you know, when you're a teenager, like, you know everything. And I was like, oh, excuse me. Chocolate is poisonous for dogs. And my grandmother goes, shut up. He loves it. Like, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I didn't realize that. You know, when we have this conversation, my daughter Alex is is a vet. And so... We've got, you know, can't have onions, can't have grapes, can't have chocolate, blah, blah. My, my brother-in-law, Looney, every time that comes up, Looney says, I've been alive for a long time. I've never seen a dead, a dead dog laying next to a candy wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know somebody's going to say, but my dog did, but, but I, you know, it, it's, oh. I'm not advocating I, for listen, it. I thought it was no, crazy. No. Here's what I yeah. think about when you say that. Uh, Mojo is on a special diet. Do you want to know what Mojo's eating these days? I do. Oh, yeah. He's eating lean ground beef because that is the diet that goes with the condition that he has. So he is getting squash, zucchini mixed up in a blender with ground beef. And that is what his diet is. Or he is getting chicken breast that I am boiling, cutting up into little pieces with white rice and egg whites. <laughs> you are yeah. you are a very good you are a very good dog daddy. But have you thought about a milk chocolate covered raspberry jelly Whitman's candy and what that might do for that animal's <laughs> well being? Yes. I don't know how, and I told you my high school boyfriend had a little chihuahua named Buckwheat and Buckwheat would come and spend like if my grandmother would take care of the dog, if Steven's family was going somewhere. So Buckwheat would come to the house and in the morning, my grandmother would give that dog a bowl of raisin bran with half and half. No chihuahua in the history of chihuahuas <laughs> needs a bowl of raisin bran with half and half poured uh, on it. We used to have a co-worker whose brother used to give his dog Captain Crunch. You remember that? Yeah, like what? <laughs> what? I, I, I don't understand that because if you gave this – listen, if you gave Mojo, you have to be very careful about what you give him. Because if you give him the wrong thing, all of a sudden you you're gonna be on the floor with that pet spray <laughs> and yeah. a rag. Okay. But well, here's, here's the it, thing that's mysterious. I never saw that Schnauzer Heinz. I never saw him have so much as a down day on the crap yeah. she fed him. It was terrible. What were you gonna we say, Lamar? I grew up. I grew up with our dogs. We never bought dog food. They ate table scraps. Okay, they ate table scraps, which meant they was eating a different meal every day. But it didn't bother their system. It didn't bother nothing. And I mean, they ate green beans. They ate onions. They ate what? It didn't matter. It was all in a bowl, and they ate it. And 
It's crazy. You, it's crazy. You know what we sound like? These kids today, we didn't have screens. <laughs> <when> I, <laughs> these dogs no, today, me. when I was a dog, I smoked a pack a day and ate nothing but chocolate. And I was <laughs> we, got, we got your Zippy Zodiac, your week ahead in the stars with astrologer Charlie King. Next, it's Bob and Sherry. Just in time for Love Month at the Bob and Sherry store, we have plush animals wearing a Bob and Sherry caricature shirt. We have bunnies, bears, jaguars, lions, and pandas. Oh my! If you'd like to pick up one for the love in your life, or you want to get one for yourself, all you have to do is go on over to the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie King and the Zippy Zodiac. All right, let's look forward to an awesome week starting with Aries. Aries, this week is for you to recharge your batteries. Allow yourself some more rest and reflection and tying up of loose ends. Just be careful for any impulsive moves that could cause financial hiccups, relationship drama, or a roller coaster of emotions. And for Taurus, get ready for the spotlight this week. It's all about connecting and building an exceptional network and expanding your social scope. But do beware, others may feel resentful of your confident vibes and the spreading of your wings. Oh, that's unfair. How about cancer? No, Gemini. Gemini, Lamar. Give me the Gemini. I need something good. Well, Gemini, <laughs> you could encounter a few hurdles this week, but you're supposed to consider them as stepping stones that lead you to yes. greater things. One of the hurdles may be that you need to confront a matter with an authoritative type of person in order to clear the way. Have I made my wife mad again? She's on the pain pills. Don't worry about it, Lamar. It's all going to be good. Or cancer. If you've been feeling stuck and unable to get going with plans, then things could begin moving now. And that might be in a public or personal way. But your creativity soars and you could break free from any creative blocks this week. Leo, ever the lucky one. Leo, this week two heads are better than one in figuring out the perfect approach to a big achievement that you absolutely have to make moves towards now. So explore ways to team up with others and merge your talents with people who match your energy. And Virgo. Virgo. There is a lot of talking coming up in the Virgo horoscope mm. this week. And it's mm. these upcoming endless days of negotiations and discussions <laughs> that are mm. all for the fair purpose of making sure that you are not getting the rough end of a deal. Oh my God. Is he not the most textbook Virgo there ever was, you guys? <laughs> Listen to him. Oh, I'm always getting the rough end of the deal. Why should this month be any different? Libra. Libra, the focus is on boosting your healthy habits and saying goodbye to some second nature tendencies, but the end results will be worth it. So just start with swapping out the fast food snacks for more healthy veggie dishes this week. And my man Scorpio. Assess these strengths and weaknesses within your group of collaborators or your work tools and then make adjustments because one or both of those areas may need some repair. And your key themes include restoring order in teamwork and fixing issues with technology. <laughs> Max, can you tell Charlie how dead on that is? Wow, that's really dead on. <laughs> all of them, all of the tech that Max relies on just died. It just died, Charlie. Oh, no. And it's too old oh. to be fixed. So we're having to scramble to oh. do what we can. Yeah, he is. He says it every week. He's like, it's creepy the way Charlie nails it. <laughs> all right. Now, 
Now, the person who has to pay for all of Max's issues is a Sagittarius. <laughs> so for Sagittarius, if work has been changeable, busy, and full of just stuff to do, you're going to cherish the low-profile moments in your private sanctuary even more this week. So cozy up and leave the tough stuff for just during business hours and connect to your inner home body. All right, and now now let's go see which of the salt mines Capricorn is toiling in for the week ahead. <laughs> so Capricorn, this week you're ready to, or you have to, embrace fear and take the plunge on something big. And this is not about playing it safe. It's a big, big risk that could turn out exciting. And there may be a rather large announcement coming in the pipeline that you are waiting for the right moment to spill the details on. Well, we did hope to grow our family, Bob. So fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> let's go to the, let's go to Aquarius. Aquarius this week marks a pretty big milestone, especially if you've been putting thoughts and effort into a life-changing plan. And this plan could show signs of paying off. And no matter how exciting things get, don't rush the process or make any sudden moves. Just let it unfold. And Pisces. Pisces this week brings in Pisces season. So you could receive a boost of well-needed clarity. It's a fresh cycle with the sudden energy to get everything in order, including sharing your personal thoughts that have been weighing on your mind and demanding that others listen to you. Um, so a pretty decent week for everyone, except maybe for Lamar, who's in trouble, and Bob, who has to do a lot of talking because he's getting mm. the rough end of the stick. <laughs> we'll get this posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, and we'll link it on over to the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Charlie, you have an awesome weekend, and we will talk to you next week. This is Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry archive vault i have the five jobs that women think are sexiest for a guy to have and then the five jobs men think are sexiest for a woman to have okay we'll see if those are different and then the least sexy jobs (laughs) of both and let's folks see where you fit in which one are we doing first we'll do the guys these are the five jobs that women think, oh, man, that guy's got a sexy job. Number five is a doctor. And I could see that. I mean, that's power. You have to have a There's great a education. There's a yes. Money. With yes. It. Yeah. And you can make some money at it. Right. Number four, athlete, of course. Well, I mean, the body alone of an right. athlete. Right. Number three, construction worker. Yeah, yes. Now that appeals to you. Oh my God, yes. Always has. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Ever since I've known you, you know that. You like that shorts with the with the boots, tool belt, and the tool belt, and those wool socks, mm-hmm. right? And look, and I have it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because he's a contractor. I got that. Now I do worry um, sometimes when he's out listening to music and the sun uh-huh. is shining and he's kind of spacey that he's going to cut his hand off. With a bandsaw. I do worry about that. Yeah, yeah. But small price to pay. Hey, tell him that before he goes to work. That's right. When I tell him that kind of stuff, it drives him crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Woman, how long have I been doing this? (laughs) Number two, EMT. Yes. Those those guys, I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. The guy lives upstairs from me. He's an EMT and he's in great shape. Oh, yeah. Is he a helicopter EMT or a uh, 
truck EMT. You, you know? know what? Does All it I've matter? Seen, you know what? <laughs> All he does is he, he has a huge pickup truck and he's, you know, he's got his uniform. I've never asked him which kind he is. I just know that he is. I lived in a building with a female EMT that worked on a helicopter. Life flight. And she would have the jumpsuit. And she'd carry this little, she'd just throw a bag over her shoulder and, and walk down to and the you, elevator. And you would look at that and go, I don't even dare hit on that. She, I, I you don't know what even I, dare. You know what I did? This is kind of an aside here. I said, that is the coolest shoulder bag that I've seen. It was a small, mm-hmm. cool looking uh, shoulder bag. I said, let me tell you, that's a cool looking shoulder bag. She goes, it's yours. I'll get another. She got in the elevator. Wow. Okay, I just, I just have to pause wow. here and point out that. You saw a hot female life flight EMT and you admired her purse. I wasn't looking to date her. It wasn't a purse. It was a shoulder bag. It was a shoulder bag like you'd get at Eddie Bauer. Uh You know what? Accessories often make the outfit. It's true. You know, I thought it was an interesting aside, but you know, forget it. I think it is an interesting aside, Bob. I do. Number one, what do you think the sexiest job for a guy is? Number one. Fireman. Cop. Nope. Architect. You're in the right area. Not ar- soldier. Not ar- soldier. Par- like paratrooper. Yeah, 82nd it. Airborne. Army Ranger. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. Now, here are the five top jobs that men think are sexiest for a woman to have. Okay. Number five nurse. is lawyer. Is nurse on this list? Because men have long had sexy nurse fans. Well, you're just going to have to find out. I mean, okay. not everything is a cliche with men. All right, Sherry? <laughs> or with your lists. <laughs> that's right. Okay. More to the lawyer. point. Lawyer. Lawyer. Number four, student. That's not a job, really. Not a well-paying one, I'm here to tell you. Number three, anything in hospitality or tourism. Oh, like a concierge or a cruise director. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Number two, doctor or nurse. Oh, yeah. Y'all have that sexy nurse fantasy going on. Todd does. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're wearing those white stockings... And, the, and a short skirt. Which I haven't seen a nurse those, do anywhere, you know, ever. white shoe things that they wear. With. I have, but she wasn't a nurse. Um, and number one, a gym or yoga instructor. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, come on. Man, I saw, come on. I saw a woman walking around with some yoga pants on the other day. Holy, holy camoli. I mean, it left nothing to the imagination. Yeah. It was in an airport. I almost lost my, uh, almost missed my flight. Um, and here now are the least sexy jobs both genders came up with. Number five, consulting. You're making that up. No. Look at it right there. <laughs> consulting. It just is consulting anything. I mean, it's, it's not. Number four, call centers and customer service. Yeah. Number three, community service. Well, that's, you know, that's Shame too on bad. everyone. Someone's devoting their life to helping oh, n- people. Not because they were court ordered for it, huh? No, no. That, okay. No, they're, they they want to work for a community. That, that connotes, denotes bad girl. That's and true. I might be able to get with that. Number two, manufacturing. And the least sexy job by both genders is insurance salesperson. There they go. There they go. You know, it's tough to argue, at least with the sexy ones. Those sexy jobs, those construction workers, those EMTs.
So that was go. a nice shoulder bag, by the way. It's Bob and Sherry. It's very masculine. Bob and Sherry are teaming up with Visit Florida this school year to salute teachers for all the hard work they do by giving them a chance to win a well-deserved relaxing vacation to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach. Situated on the Gulf of Mexico, this laid-back retreat is the perfect place for our teachers to find the coolest shells in the sand, sip frozen concoctions, indulge in local fare, and revel in spectacular sunsets. Plus, each teacher and their guest will receive exclusive access to the Fins Up Beach Club to enjoy the action-packed aquatic playground or chill out to the sound of great music on the Sunset Terrace. If you want to nominate a special teacher or even yourself to win this awesome vacation, log on to BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Nominated teachers could win weekly prizes and qualify for the monthly grand prize, a spot to travel with us this summer on our trip for teachers to Florida. Teachers, we salute you! with our trip for teachers to Florida from Visit Florida and Bob and Sherry. Contest rules apply. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com One of the cliches about the British people is how very, very polite they are no matter how insane the circumstances, right? Well, you can file this one under that. A 911 dispatcher got a very peculiar call It was somebody who said that he was on the road, pulled over, and he said, I'm very, very drunk. I don't know what I'm doing. I had a rough weekend. And the the dispatcher said, wait, what? And he said, I'm I'm driving drunk. I've had a tough time. (laughs) Come get me. And so they they sent police. And sure enough, the 52-year-old man was um, pulled over in his van on the side of the road. They breathalyzed him, and he was more than three times the legal Mm. limit. So Mm. they arrested him and held him in custody, and then they released him after charging him with drunk driving. Because even though he turned himself in, he was still, you know, three times the legal limit. Yeah, and he had been driving. Yeah, that's right. And he had been driving. But the uh, police officers who pulled him over, who went and got him and arrested him, said, it's not every day that a man calls us to report that he's been drinking and driving. That's how that's how polite and helpful That's how polite they are. Hello there. The yes, British I'm uh, plowed. Yes, just pick me up. You know, if they if he had not called and he was just on the side of the road and but still drunk and they saw the car over there, he'd get arrested anyway, even though the car wasn't moving. Yeah. I mean, there was no when you're more than three times over the legal limit, there's no right. letting you go with a warning. There's but here's no the good news. Yeah. He showed his manners and yeah. he got himself off the highway and nobody was injured. And yeah. um, they'll probably go maybe a little bit lighter on him when he gets into mm-hmm. court. Mm-hmm. You cannot drink and drive. You and if you do, you got to pull over and call somebody. Okay, if not the law dogs themselves, it's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.